Welcome to the Knowledge at Wharton podcasts. Knowledge at Wharton is the online research and business analysis journal of the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania. For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Support for Knowledge at Wharton podcasts comes from Vanguard, offering investments designed to help individuals and institutions reach their long-term financial goals at Vanguard.com. Disney, the the media giant, announced last week that the company would provide several major shows, Desperate Housewives, Lost, Commander-in-Chief, and Elias, as free streaming video, video through the ABC Network's website. Which, with commercials that can't be skipped over. Also last week, the Wall Street Journal reported that the Fox Network will be showing reruns online and has signed agreements with 187 of its affiliated stations to share the revenues. What is behind these moves? Uh, Kendall Whitehouse, Technology Editor of Knowledge at Wharton, and I, Mukul Pandya, Editor-in-Chief of Knowledge at Wharton, decided to speak with Pete Fader, uh, a professor of marketing at Wharton, about these developments and what they will mean for the media industry. Abit, thank you very much for speaking with us today. My pleasure. Uh, To begin with, I wonder if we could talk about uh, the fact that TV networks like ABC and NBC have been offering paid TV content for download through iTunes for quite some time. Uh, What's behind Disney's move to offer it for free over the web? I think a frank realization that business as usual isn't working anymore. Uh, I think they recognize a need to to reach out to different customers in different ways. And I think it's a remarkably progressive move on their part for a company that has been uh, less than progressive in in other respects in recent years. Uh, I think the fact that they've opened up this this enormous new market uh, and other firms are coming in uh, is a real credit to Disney for, for taking that first step. To what extent has the drive to deliver uh, advertising-based streaming online. To what extent is this a reaction to the TiVo effect, to the tendency of people to fast-forward through ads or to change the channels and skip over them entirely? I think that the TiVo effect per se has been overstated. I think if you look at TiVo by itself, it has not been a very successful business model. But I think the, the more broader idea of people wanting what they want and when they want it is what really matters here. And I think that accepting advertising is a relatively small price to pay along the way. I think uh, firms are very reluctant to, to try this different approach. It's too early to tell for sure, but I think it's a, it's a very good move. Uh, more broadly, do you see a, a, a new kind of innovative models, economic models, evolving with television on the, on the Internet? I, I sure do, and I think that's one of the most exciting aspects of this, is that we're seeing different kinds of models. We're seeing, like you mentioned, Fox that's going to be uh, sharing a, a revenue with affiliates, others who aren't, uh, and the role of the ads in there, and different kinds of, of, of hardware uh, that, that the, this content can be delivered to. It is, it's just a great time to see companies trying innovative things. Some will succeed, some will fail, but at least they're trying different things instead of all marching in lockstep uh, in an anti-consumer manner, as, as other content areas are doing. So there's two big models now. There's downloading for a fee without the ads, and there's playing online for free with the ads. Any sense which one's going to win out in the end? 
Again, it's great to see that they're trying different models, uh, and it, it depends not just on what's the overall uh, business proposition, but how well it's done, I think, matters more. And keep in mind that there's other models as well. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer of the subscription model as, as, as a kind of business model that rarely emerges in the beginning of, of this kind of, of race, uh, but, but often wins out in the end, when people don't want to have to make a lot of piecemeal decisions. But, but again, I'm not going to put my, uh, my money behind that particular one either. I think it's just great to see people trying different things. And I think uh, regardless of which model they choose, I think uh, all models will improve over time. Uh, do you think that there is any potential here for any channel conflict between the networks and their affiliates? Uh, how do you broadly see the relationship between the networks and their affiliates change as a result of this experimentation and innovation? I think channel conflict is a healthy thing in this case. Uh, you don't want to go too far to the point where it's counterproductive, but there's clearly room for it, and we're starting to see talk of, of lawsuits bubbling up because of uh, revenue-sharing agreements and, and lack thereof. But I think it's great that these companies are, are willing to push the envelope uh, and, and make business decisions as opposed to legal ones. Uh, and, yeah, there's going to be some negotiations that they're going to have to go through and maybe some, some, uh, some uh, litigation as well. But it's great to see them trying things and not being reluctant to do so because the lawyers are telling them they might get sued. Do you think in some ways the TV industry is learn something from the history of the music industry and some of the things uh, they tried and were not successful at. Uh, absolutely, and, and let's give the, the TV industry a lot of credit. Uh, they were willing to experiment, uh, and they've learned very quickly and acknowledged very quickly that, that things like video on demand do not hurt broadcast ratings. I mean, this was, uh, this was a revelation that came out just a few weeks ago, and it makes perfect sense when you think about it. People see programs on demand, and then they'll back up and become addicted to that particular program. And I know I could say that for several programs with respect to my own household. And I think there's a very clear analogy between that and what we saw in the music industry with very different tactics and strategies that, 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 that the TV industry is taking on. And I think in the long run, they're going to be richly rewarded for doing so. One of the things that sort of marks the relationship between the networks and their affiliates is the ability for uh, affiliates to sell local advertising around you know, national or even international content. But on the Internet, the delivery is going to be global. Uh, do you think, how, how do you think that is going to play out? Uh, well, I, I don't, I'm not sure I agree with the, the, uh, the presumption that, that Internet equals global. Uh, certainly we're seeing a lot more growth with local advertising on the Internet. We're seeing lots of different technologies emerging and certainly a lot of things that, that Google is trying in that area. So I think uh, there will be a new balance of, of local versus national or global. There's no question about it. I think it's hard to say exactly where it's going to go, where that new balance will be achieved and when. And that's great. I, th I think it, let, let's try a bunch of different things. Technology is going to continue to evolve as well, and, uh, and it'll be great to see different companies trying to achieve different balances and seeing how well it works. So the networks now get um, a broadcast form in which the ads can't be skipped over. They might be able to do even more focused advertising. They get all kinds of viewer data that they don't get from traditional broadcast. One might wonder what took them so long. Well, what took them so long was, well, with everybody else in, in this industry, inertia. They had a certain way of doing business. It was working reasonably well. It wasn't worth their effort or, or financial resources to, to invest in, in a different way of doing things. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm 
a little skeptical about how quickly or how well uh, the networks are going to be able to take advantage of all the data that you just mentioned. I, I think it's, it's, it's incredible potential for it, but, but the people in-house aren't quite uh, ready to handle it. So I think we're going to see, uh, you're going to need some help from outsiders uh, for them to take full advantage of that data. Uh, but I do think in the long run, to come up with, with tailored ads and programming uh, is going to be an enormous benefit for everyone. Knowledge at Wharton recently wrote an article about how people no longer need to watch television on their TV sets, uh, and that uh, increasingly there are iPods and a number of other sort of handheld devices which have become, in effect, the distribution uh, uh, channels for, for all kinds of uh, video digital content. Uh, uh, since you lead the Media and Entertainment Initiative at Wharton, I wonder if you could help us think through what implications this will have for the future of television and, and how do you see the media landscape changing? Well, one immediate implication, one change we can already see in the landscape, is that some of the focus, some of that the, the obsessive focus with the iPod is being deflected a little bit. I think there's a wonderful opportunity now for, for new, let's call them content delivery devices to emerge. They're still the clear leader. But I think now that we're talking about multimedia, uh, video which I don't think Apple was thinking very much about when they first introduced the iPod. Uh, th th lots of opportunities there. Uh, furthermore, it's nice to see more of a focus on content instead of delivery. I think people used to be locked into this particular device and, oh, I'll get whatever content I can as long as it works on that device. It's nice uh, for people to think about what show do I want to watch or what kinds of content do I want to have delivered and then what kind of device will I get to have it delivered on. So I think it's, it's I think shifting the equation a little bit. Again, impossible to say how it's all going to play out, but I think it's, it's, it suggests that there will be some major changes in the, uh, the, the basic structure of the, the digital content and delivery industry that, that we're all familiar with today. Clearly what, what Disney has done has taken the lead uh, uh, in, in providing uh, some uh, uh, really pioneering uh, uh, moves in this area. Uh, over the next uh, three to five years, how do you see the competitive uh, forces in the television industry playing out? Who do you think will be the winners and who will be the losers? Well, I'm not going to go that far to, to name names. Uh, and in fact, the, the names perhaps of the winners uh, might not even be known or might not be in any way associated uh, with, with this particular industry today. Uh, it, it's great to see uh, uh, hardware companies, uh, content uh, uh, production and delivery companies, as well as just, just pure software firms like the, the Googles and the Yahoos all having a stake in this. And then bubbling up around the edges would be the firms like the, the VOs and the YouTubes and the Brightcoves uh, who are also uh, claiming interesting stakes here. So it's great that it's a, it's a long, huge list, impossible to name all the names. Uh, and, and I think there's room for many of them uh, to be viewed as winners because there's so many different angles that this can and will take on. Uh, any losers? <clears throat> there will be some who will not win as much as the others. Uh, and so I think uh, Apple, for instance, because they've been relatively conservative. Uh, they, they keep basically tweaking the basic hardware device. They've done very little on the software side. They've benefited from others like Disney approaching them. So I, I think they're, they're beginning to see that they're going to lose the stranglehold that they have on, on, on uh, digital delivery. Doesn't mean that they're going away anytime soon. Uh, but I don't think that they've positioned themselves to, to, to grow as rapidly as some of these other firms will. 